Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork. For today's episode, I will be sharing an excerpt from one of my books called You Got This, An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress. With all the disturbing current events we're facing, people all around the world are experiencing overwhelmingly high levels of stress right now. I feel strongly about the need to help empower people to be resilient and able to handle their problems. You Got This is a thoroughly researched, easy-to-read, well-designed action plan to calm feelings of fear, anxiety, worry, and stress with a wide variety of proven cognitive behavioral therapy techniques that empower people to regain a sense of peace and control in their lives. You Got This will show you how to decrease stressors, increase coping skills, increase confidence, increase resilience, and find solutions to your problems. The book is available in paperback and ebook formats on Amazon. Today's excerpt highlights one of the many tools shared in the book. These tools are part of the section of the book called Daily Action Steps. If we want to make positive changes in our lives, then learning new information simply isn't enough. Change requires action. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but there is no other way. However, it doesn't have to be hard, overwhelming, or take a lot of time. Rather than expecting someone to completely overhaul their lives overnight, these action steps are broken down into small, bite-sized pieces that are simple and short so that they can be completed by real people who are living real lives. It's going to be okay. You got this. Today, we're going to be talking about relationships. Relationships and interactions with other people can be sources of stress. Today's action step called a virtual conversation, is a coping tool to reduce stress in dealing with other people. So why we're doing this exercise? If you recall, the instructions for the journaling exercise that we did on day one, the purpose was to relieve burdens by writing them down. We used an analogy of the feelings of being overwhelmed by stress and burdens to the image of an overinflated balloon. When a balloon is overinflated, you can see the strain on the surface and know that it will explode at the slightest provocation. However, if you let some of the air out and some of that pressure is released from the balloon, then it becomes much more pliable and resilient. The virtual conversation tool has a similar purpose. It is intended to relieve stress by allowing ourselves to feel our feelings and to say what we want to say in an environment that is safe and won't exacerbate the problem. A virtual conversation can also bring healing and closure. Have you ever had the experience where someone says something maybe insulting to you and hours later you think of the perfect response that you wish you had said? Or you hold your true feelings inside because you didn't want to get into an argument? Are there things that you wish you could say but you're trying to be polite? 
Most of us use a personal filter when we speak to people. We might share some of what we're thinking or feeling, but we hold a lot back. A virtual conversation is your chance to say the rest of what you're feeling. You don't hold anything back. You put it all on the table. A virtual conversation is similar to some of the other visualization techniques we've tried, but with a few key components. First, you visualize the other person standing in front of you. Second, you dump and let them have it. And third, you say you're sorry and ask for forgiveness. So the first step is to visualize the person or the person's higher self standing in front of you. It's very important to clarify that the person you're having this conversation with is not actually in the room with you. You are all by yourself. Under normal circumstances, yelling at people and telling them off doesn't improve relationships. But the imagined virtual being can handle it just fine. In actuality, you might be outside speaking to a tree, or a chair, or a steering wheel in the car. But you visualize the person standing in front of you, and you imagine asking for their permission to talk to them. The second step is to let them have it. Tell them all the things you've been holding back. You might even be yelling and swearing, and that's a good thing. Just get it all out. When you can't think of anything else to say, then it's time for the final step. The third and final step is to apologize to this person for feeling all those negative thoughts and emotions toward them and ask for forgiveness for anything you may have done that harmed them. Apologizing brings healing. Some people have tried using the virtual conversation tool and reported that it didn't create any closure or healing. But that's always because they left out that last crucial step of saying sorry and asking for forgiveness. But it's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. It was all the other guy, they will say. Sometimes that may be true such as in the story of Corrie Ten Boom that I shared earlier. She was an innocent victim in a concentration camp. What could she possibly have to apologize for? Well, she could express remorse for her negative feelings. Saying, I'm sorry for my unkind feelings, is a way of acknowledging that you have those feelings which is a necessary step in letting them go. In our first discussion about journaling, we talked about how when we encode an event into our memory, our brain actually includes all the experiences that go with it, including all of our emotions that we felt at the time. When we recall a memory, it is a little like checking a book out from the library. And we also recall the emotions attached to those experiences, which have been literally recorded in our body. But research indicates that when the memory is checked out of our long-term memory, it becomes malleable and we can make changes to it. At that point, we can soften 
or remove the negative emotions before we check the memory back into our brain, and it won't be as painful to recall the next time. However, we can also add negative emotions before we return that memory. This can happen when we ruminate and cycle our thoughts over and over while adding more and more negative emotions to the event each time we think about it. This type of cycle is very damaging and is certainly not the objective of this exercise. The process during a virtual conversation of allowing ourselves to feel our feelings and get them out is very cathartic and therapeutic. But if we then attach all that energy to the memory before checking it back in, it will exacerbate the negative feelings. Adding an apology and asking for forgiveness in the third step of the virtual conversation tool is a necessary antidote to negate this potential problem. Remember that the virtual conversation is done on your own without any other person present. If, after the virtual conversation, you still feel that you need to have a discussion directly with the person, you will be better able to communicate without the interference of overwhelming emotions. Here's an example of a virtual conversation. The event was that I was pruning our fruit trees, and although my husband was home and available, he left me to do all the work by myself. Again. That, in and of itself, was extremely frustrating to me. But what happened next just pushed it over the edge. When I finished trimming the last branch after working for hours by myself, my husband came up from behind me and took the pruning clippers from my hands and trimmed a single branch. In fact, there was a branch that I had already trimmed. He just made it a few inches shorter. And then he set down the pruning clippers and walked away. The final straw was that when he told my grown daughter about his day and he said, yeah, your mom and I prune the fruit trees today, giving himself full credit as an equal partner. I was so angry I could have exploded. And I knew that I was feeling way too emotional to say anything without lashing out. So I stayed silent. To work out my frustration, I tried using the virtual conversation tool. It went something like this. First, I found a place where I could be alone. And then I visualized my husband standing in front of me. Lewis, can I please speak to your higher self? I am so mad at you, I could scream. How dare you tell Sarah that you pruned the trees when you did nothing but putter around your shop all day and then take the pruners from my hand and snip one little branch? Did you really think that was helpful? How many times have you left me to do all the work alone? And the rant continued until I couldn't think of anything else to say. Then I paused to take a few cleansing breaths before continuing. I know you weren't raised with an example of helping around the house or yard. And I know that our yard doesn't mean as much to you as it does to me. Next time, 
I'll make sure to clearly and kindly ask for your help because I really need you. I'm sorry for my unkind feelings toward you. Will you please forgive me? I paused for a moment and imagined him saying, Of course I forgive you. Will you forgive me too? Of course. Did it help? Well, it certainly helped me. My overwhelming anger subsided and I could carry on. I didn't feel the need for a follow-up discussion with Lewis after the virtual conversation. I realized that I could have done a better job in asking and making my needs known. Even though we didn't talk about it directly, an interesting thing happened the following year. It was time to prune the trees again, and Lewis immediately volunteered to help, and we worked side by side pruning the trees, and the job took less than half as long. He offered before I even had a chance to ask. Did the virtual conversation have anything to do with it? I don't know, but it certainly didn't hurt. I hope you have enjoyed this excerpt from my book, You Got This, An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress. I feel strongly about the need to help empower people to be resilient and able to handle their problems, so I will continue sharing excerpts from the book in other episodes of Linda's Corner. In closing, I would like to share a quote from Diane Donovan, senior reviewer at Midwest Book Review. She says, You got this, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress provides self-help readers with a concrete course of action to reduce stress and anxiety. See you next time on Linda's Corner.